Hello friends, good morning. Now we are going to see chapter 9, Fundamental Duties. We have already seen fundamental rights and directive principles of state policy. Okay, so now let's start fundamental duties for the citizens of India. Though the rights and duties of the citizens are correlative and inseparable, the original constitution contained only the fundamental rights and not the fundamental duties. Means, uh, we have added fundamental duties later on. In other words, the framers of the constitution did not feel it necessary to incorporate the fundamental duties of the citizens in the constitution. However, they incorporated the duties of the state in the constitution in the form of directive principles of state policy. Later in 1976, the fundamental duties of uh, citizens were added in the constitution. In 2002, one more fundamental duty was added. The fundamental duties in the Indian constitution are inspired by the constitution of Eastwile USSR. Uh, notably, none of the constitutions of major democratic countries like USA, Canada, France, Germany, Australia and so on specifically contain a list of duties of citizens. Japanese constitution is perhaps the only democratic constitution in the world uh, which contains a list of duties of uh, citizens. The socialist countries on the contrary gave equal importance to the fundamental rights and duties of their citizens since the constitution of Eastwile, USSR declared that the citizens exercise of their rights and freedoms are inseparable from the performance of their duties and obligation means from this paragraph what we understood that uh, we take fundamental duties from the uh, Eastwile USSR and uh, other than USSR Japanese constitution also included uh, the list of uh, duties of citizens okay then Swarnasing committee recommendations in 1976 the Congress party set up the Sardar Swarnasing committee to make uh, recommendations about fundamental duties the duty, uh, sorry, the need and necessity of uh, which was felt during the operation of the internal emergency, that is, 1975 to 1977, the committee recommended the inclusion of a separate chapter on fundamental duties in the constitution. It stressed that the citizens should become conscious that, in addition to the enjoyment of rights, they also have certain duties to perform as well. The Congress government at center accepted these recommendations and enacted the 42nd constitutional amendment in 1976. This amendment added a new part, namely part 4a to the constitution and this new part consists of only one article that is article 51a which is uh, which for the ta uh, first time specified a code of 10 fundamental duties of the citizens. Okay, so. 42nd Constitutional Amendment Act 1976 uh, added new part, part 4A and uh, this part, part 4A consists only one article that is uh, article 51A and uh, which uh, contains um, 10 fundamental duties of the citizen and later on in 2002 one more fundamental duty was added. Okay. The ruling party, the ruling Congress party declared the non-inclusion of fundamental duties in the constitution as a historical mistake and claimed that uh, what the framers of the constitution failed to do was uh, uh, being done now. 
Though the Swarnasin Committee suggested the incorporation of eight fundamental duties in the Constitution, the 42nd Constitutional Amendment Act 1976 included 10 fundamental duties. Interestingly, certain recommendations of the committee were not accepted by the Congress party and hence not incorporated in the constitution. These include, first, the parliament may provide for the imposition of such penalty or punishment as may be considered appropriate for any non-compliance with or refusal to observe any of the duties. Second, new law, uh, sorry, no law imposing such penalty or punishment shall be called in question in any court on the ground of infringement of any of fundamental rights or on the ground of uh, repugnancy to any other provision of the constitution and third duty to pay taxes should also be a fundamental duty of the citizens so these three duties uh, actually they are recommended by uh, swarnasing committee but they are not incorporated in the uh, constitution <laughs> list of fundamental duties according to article 51a it shall be the duty of every citizen of india first to abide by the constitution and respect its uh, uh, ideals and institutions the national flag and the national anthem second to cherish and follow the noble ideals that inspired a national struggle for uh, uh, that inspired the national struggle for freedom uh, third, to uphold and protect the sovereignty, unity and integrity of India. Fourth, to defend the country and render national service when called upon to do so. Then fifth, uh, to promote harmony and the spirit of common brotherhood amongst all the, in, all the people of India, transcending religious, linguistic and regional or sectional diversities and to renounce practices derogatory to the dignity of women. Uh, sixth, to value and... Uh, mm, to value and preserve the rich heritage of the country's composite culture. Then next to protect and improve the natural environment including forests, lakes, rivers and wildlife and to have compassion for living creatures. Uh, then to develop scientific temper in uh, sorry uh, humanism and uh, the spirit of inquiry and reform. Then to safeguard public property and to abjure violence. Then to strive towards excellence in all spheres of individual and collective activity so that uh, uh, the nation constantly rises to high levels of endeavor and, uh, and achievement and uh, to provide opportunities for education to his child or ward between the age of 6 and 14 years. The, uh, this duty was added by the 86th Constitutional Amendment Act 2002. Okay. In features of the fundamental duties first some of them are moral duties while others are civic duties for instance cherishing noble ideals of freedom struggle is a moral uh, precept and respecting the constitution national flag and national anthem is a civic duty second they refer to such values which have been a part of uh, the indian tradition mythology or uh, religions and practices in other words they essentially contain just a codification of tasks uh, integral to the Indian way of life. Then third, unlike some of the fundamental rights which extend to all persons, whether citizens or foreigners, the fundamental duties are confined to citizens only and do not extend to foreigners. Fourth, like the uh, directive principles, the fundamental duties are also non-justiciable. The constitution does not provide for their direct enforcement by the courts. 
uh, moreover there is a not legal sanction against against their violation however the parliament is free to enforce them by suitable legislature uh, sorry suitable legislation criticism of fundamental duties the uh, first one the list of duties is not exhaustive as it uh, does not cover other important duties like casting vote paying taxes family planning and so on in fact duty to pay taxes was uh, recommended by swarna singh committee but uh, it did not add uh, some of the duties are vague ambiguous and difficult to be understood by the common man for example different interpretations can be given to the uh, phrases like noble idols composite culture scientific temper and so on um, then third they have been described by the critics as a core of moral precepts due to their non justiciable character interestingly the swarnasing committee had suggested for penalty or punishment for the non performance of fundamental uh, duties but this provision or uh, uh, this recommendation also not uh, added uh, for this uh, their conclusion uh, sorry their inclusion in the constitution was uh, described by the critics as uh, superfluous this is uh, because the duties included in the constitution as uh, fundamental would be performed by uh, by the people even even though they were not incorporated in the constitution fifth the critics said that the inclusion of fundamental duties as an appendage to part 4 of the constitution has reduced their value and significance they should have been added after part 3 so as to keep them on par with fundamental rights now significance of fundamental duties uh, in spite of criticisms and opposition the fundamental duties are considered significant for the following reasons or following viewpoints they serve as a reminder to the citizens that while enjoying their rights they should also be conscious of duties they owe to their country their society and to their fellow citizens second they serve as a warning against the anti national and anti social activities like like burning the national flag destroying public property and so on third they serve as a source of inspiration for the citizens and promote a sense of discipline and commitment among them they create a feeling that the citizens are not merely spectators but active participants in the realization of national goals fourth they help the courts in examining and uh, determining the constitutional validity of law in 1992 the supreme court ruled that in determining the constitutionality of any law a law if a court finds that the law in uh, question 6 to give effect to fundamental duty it may consider such law to be reasonable in relation to article 14 equality before law or article 16 six freedoms and thus save such law from unconstitutionality fifth they are enforceable by law hence the parliament can provide for the imposition of appropriate penalty or um, punishment for failure to ful- to fulfill any of them hr gokhale the then law minister gave the following reason for incorporating the fundamental duties in the constitution after 26 years of its inauguration in post independent india particularly on the eve of uh, emergency in june 1975 a section of the people showed no anxiety to fulfill their fundamental obligations of respecting the established legal order the provisions of chapter on fundamental duties would have 
a sobering effect on these restless spirits who have had a host of anti-national subversive and unconstitutional agitations in the past. Indira Gandhi, the then Prime Minister, justified the inclusion of fundamental duties in the constitution and argued that their inclusion would help to strengthen democracies. She said, the moral value of fundamental duties would be uh, not to smooth the rights but to establish a democratic balance by by making the people conscious of their duties equally as they are conscious of their rights. The opposition in the parliament strongly opposed the inclusion of fundamental duties in the constitution by the Congress government. However, the new Janta government headed by Muradji Desai in the post-emergency period did not undo the fundamental duties. Notably, the new government sought to undo uh, sought to undo uh, many changes introduced in the constitution by the 42nd Amendment Act 1976 through the 43rd uh, Amendment Act 1977 and 44th Amendment Act 1978. This shows that there was an eventual consensus on the necessity and desirability of uh, including the fundamental duties in the constitution. There is, uh, this is a more clear with the addition of one more fundamental duty in 2002 by the 86th uh, Amendment Act. <laughs> Verma Committee Observations The Verma Committee on Fundamental Duties of the Citizens in 1999 identified the existence of legal provisions for the implementation of some of the fundamental duties. They are mentioned below. Uh, first, the Prevention of Insults to National Honor Act 1971 prevents disrespect to the Constitution of uh, India, the National Flag and the National Anthem. Second, the, vari the various criminal laws in force provide for punishments for uh, encouraging enmity between different sections of people on grounds of language, race, place of birth, religion and so on. And uh, third, the Protection of Civil Rights Act 1955 provides for punishment for offenses related to caste and religion. Fourth, the Indian Penal Code, that is IPC declares the Im uh, the uh, imputations and assertions are prejudic uh, prejudicial to national integration as uh, punishable offenses. Fifth, the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act of 1967 um, provides for the declaration of a communal organization as an unlawful association. Sixth, the Representation of People Act 1951 provides for the disqualification of members of the parliament or a state legislature for indulging in corrupt practice that is soliciting votes on the ground of religion or promoting enmity between different sections of people on grounds of caste, race, language, religion and so on. The Wildlife Protection Act of 1972 prohibits trade in rare and endangered species. The Forest Conservation Act of 1980 checks indiscriminate forestation, uh, sorry, indiscriminate deforestation and diversion of forest land for non-forest purposes. So here our chapter is finished. Fundamental duties. It is small chapter. Then thank you, thank you very much.